Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's up, everybody? This is Rob Brandt. And this is Rick Brandt, and we are the Brothers Brandt. Welcome back to episode 159 of the Brothers Brandt podcast. Uh, Forgive me on this one, but the Cognizant Classic Preview, formerly the Honda Classic Preview. So, Rob, it rolls right off the tongue. It's branding. It's a new name, a new look. There's a, G, there's a G fun. and an N, a G and an N and a Z slapped into this title. A heck of a sponsor. It's the Cognizant Classic Preview Show here on the Brothers Brandt Podcast. We're going to be talking about South Florida's premier golf tournament on the PGA Tour schedule. The Florida Swing kicks off this week, Robbie boy, and that means that major season is right around the corner. But let's get into it. Let's talk a little bit about this annual golf tournament that takes place at Palm Beach Gardens PGA National Resort and Spa. You know the place very intimately, correct? Uh, I do not at all. I don't know why you would toss that up to me. I've never been there. I've never experienced it. Uh, I believe you're confusing myself with yourself. Uh, You've been there a million times. You worked there. You've played the course six times. You're very intimately uh, involved in this course. So why don't you tell us, Rick? You know, I must have gotten my papers all mixed up there. I don't know what happened to me. I do have to apologize. We uh, we are familiar with the PGA National Resort and Spa. And uh, you're right. I am uh, a <laughs> former member there and uh, having uh, worked. Former in- member? <laughs> well, you know, that's a loose term. <laughs> <laughs> I can assure you no Rick, dues paid. Rick, <laughs> I, so for, for those listeners out there, Rick started working for PGA mm-hmm. for a short time. You know, That's right. It would have been longer, but COVID put an end to that. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, Rick was uh, making tea times left and right, leveraging oh the PGA. <laughs> Rob, that place, the PGA National Resort and Spa, it is, uh, it's really a destination. They have six golf courses there. They've now put in a par three course. Uh, the resort itself has been uh, completely renovated. My wife and I spent a little bit of time there uh, about a year ago. Uh, it's really a place that if you're a golf enthusiast, even if you're not going for the Cognizant Classic, make your way over to Palm Beach Gardens. Enjoy your stay. Uh, plenty to do in that area. It's a beautiful spot, especially this time of year. So they have been, though, Rob, since 2007, hosting an annual PGA Tour event 
As you mentioned, and we've talked about already, previously known as the Honda Classic, a new sponsor has come in. Rob, tell the individuals, because here is where the paperwork is correct. Tell the listeners about the Cognizant Company, which is headquartered in your former backyard. Talk to us about who these people are and, and what do they do? Uh, yeah, Rick. Um, sure. Uh, Cognizant is an American multinational information technology services and consulting company headquartered in Teaneck, New Jersey, founded in 1994, uh, traded publicly with $19 billion in annual revenue. So I think are- we should invest. I think uh, now would be a good time to invest. Their stock is going to go through the roof this weekend in Palm Beach Gardens. Investors, possibly you. They got a couple of shekels to throw $19 billion in annual revenue. Yeah, they can throw some money at the uh, the former Honda Classic, get the name out there, get the branding. But Teaneck, New Jersey, um, special place in my heart. Spent a couple of years there at Fairleigh Dickinson University, which we will highlight FDU in our March Madness preview. But yeah, very familiar with Teaneck, River Road. Uh, Cedar Cedar Lane Diner, uh, no longer there. Rest in peace, RIP. Minutes away from Manhattan. Rob, it's kind of a coincidence how this episode is full circle with both of us having spent times in some locations that are important to this tournament now. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, Rick, why don't you tell our listeners about some uh, past champions and then defending champion that we have coming up this week? It would be my honor to, Rob. This event kicked off back in 1972. And what's unique about this tournament is its inaugural purse. The total amount that was available for winnings that year in 1972 was $52,000, which currently doesn't sound like a PGA Tour purse, but you got to go back 50 years. And then one cool little neat thing here, Rob, is that the purse was actually more than twice the amount of what the Masters purse was that year. So when they decided they were going to start this tournament down in South Florida, the way that they That's attracted the way that they attracted a really impressive field of players was by throwing a lot of money at them as a possible winning. And um, so they did that. And the tournament that strategy, by the way, has not changed. No, no. Follow the money. <laughs> Follow the money. <laughs> so uh, over the years, very notable golfers have played in this tournament, uh, some of which, you know, Jack Nicholas has won this event twice. Of course. Johnny Miller has done so himself, both Hall of Fame golfers, friends of the pod. And some notables that are current golfers out there, Rory McIlroy, Justin Thomas. Also friends Rick of the pod. Fowler, also friends of the pod. You know, I actually don't know. I don't I don't know if any of these that I'm mentioning right now are friends of the pod, but we'll get them on the I, pod. I don't even know if they know we exist. So <laughs> I'll tell you what, Adam Scott and Ernie Els probably do. Those are probably our best bets. You think so? Yeah, you know, they're foreign, they're Australian, they've got the whole, you know. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. We have a big following over there. Okay. So as I'm saying this. It makes me think that this tournament is going to be a big-time tournament this year. You get all these stars that have played it in the past, and then this year's field is loaded, locked and loaded. Matthew Fitzpatrick, major champion, 
Shane Lowry, major champion. Justin Rose, Olympic champion. Gary Woodland, major champion. Rory and Ricky. It's going to be a heck of a tournament this year, Rob. Things kick off on February 29th, and they play through March 3rd, and the tournament will be shown on the Golf Channel and NBC. Yeah, and I think this uh, the purse, did you mention that the purse is $9 million this year? This year, it's up to $9 million, a little bit more than the uh, 52000 they uh, started yeah. off with years back. Yeah, just a couple, you carry the one and the zero, and yeah. So, yeah, just do a little uh, math there, and it's a lot of money. It's a lot of money, and um, well, I think I think the reason why you're getting such a great field is because uh, you know obviously that's dating, and I just feel like Liv is buying up everybody, and I think the PGA just really needs to get a better product out on on the course consistently every week. So throw some more money at the purse, get the big guys out there. That's what we want to see. We want to see the heavy hitters coming in there, but we're not opposed to amateurs rising the ranks shock in the nation march madness-esque uh and that's what happened last year rick walk us through what happened last year and the defending champion and the battle royale that uh ensued down in palm beach gardens yeah it was the grand finale to the honda classic and it got fireworks rob it got a playoff on the 18th hole it was two individuals that have pretty impressive like stories and obstacles and hurdles that they've overcome in the past so our defending champion from last year chris kirk he and eric cole who last year on the pga tour was named rookie of the year who by the way is one of the oldest rookies of the year ever in the history of the pga tour at the age of 34 so don't give up on your dreams kids exactly we're grown adults They duked it out. And Chris Kirk, he had won on the PGA Tour years ago. And then he kind of fell into a little bit of a off-the-field, off-the-course type problems and issues. He's had talked openly about some of his alcoholism. And uh, he just hit really this rough patch, not just in his career, but in his life. And uh, he battled back. And I think it had been like six years since he had won prior. And that's a long span. Yeah. Yeah. So he fought back and he competed and he uh, ended up over overcoming um, not just uh, four rounds of golf, but a couple of playoff holes against Eric Cole, who he has a unique story in of itself. Um, his parents, both mother and father, um, athletes, professional uh, golfers. I believe his mom was like at one point named uh, LPGA player of the year uh, 20, 30 years ago. And so he's had this dream ever since he was a little kid of one day competing on the PGA Tour. And as you said, Rob, don't give up on your dreams and what you want to do. And so he lives down in the South Florida area, and he has for many years tried to qualify for PGA Tour events. And it's a it's a rigorous process, actually. You've got to bring your A game uh, for not just one day or two days, but for a whole series of basically a week and a half to qualify and, and change your career trajectory. Yeah. So Eric, uh, this was now over a year ago, he he had to pony up the two, three, four hundred bucks it is to go play in a local qualifier. For those listeners out there on the Brothers Brandt podcast who are not familiar with this process, But almost every tournament we watch on TV week in and week out, not the Masters, not the Majors, um, but the majority of the PGA Tour events out there, you can qualify 
you can qualify. Rob can qualify. I can qualify. Anybody can qualify to play in these events. But the process, the way it works, is about a week and a half, two weeks before the tournament starts. There are a series of local events just at like a local public and or private golf course where, again, you pay a couple hundred bucks. You get entered into playing a round of golf that is monitored and supervised to make sure that the scoring is accurate. And there could be 20 people. There could be 200 people. There could be a thousand people that decide to want to pre-qualify for a PGA Tour event. And they might have multiple locations. It might not just be at one or two. So down in South Florida, they have about four or five local courses where all these people that pony up the cash, that have this pipe dream, they go out and they tee it up for a day. And if they are top five on this Thursday or Friday event, they will advance to what is known as the Monday qualifier. So that's what more golf people are probably commonly known um, known known for is this Monday qualifier. But how do you even get to the Monday qualifier? There's a pre-qualifier for that. So you show up on Monday, you were one of top five people um, at one of these local events the week prior, and then you got to show up one more time. And if you go top four in this Monday pre-qualifier, then you get entered into one of four spots that are allocated that given week on the PGA Tour event for a Monday qualifier. And that's typically where the story ends, is somebody pre-qualified and they're playing and they play Thursday and Friday, they shoot 80 back-to-back days and they head home. But not for Eric Cole and not for the final Honda Classic. Eric Cole balled out Thursday and Friday, not only making the cut, but leading the pack. This story was galvanizing the golfing world last year. And to think somebody, a Monday qualifier, could actually win a PGA Tour event. Well, Rob, it didn't happen. But he came as close as you possibly could, losing in playoff uh, fashion to Chris Kirk. But it gave Eric Cole status on the PGA tour. When you finish in the top five in a PGA tour event, you're invited the following week and the following week. And so you're uh, given some sponsors exemptions and ultimately given an opportunity to earn a lot of cash. And so that's what Eric Cole's been doing. He made the most of it. He became rookie of the year last year. uh, And I know he's going to be coming out with a vengeance this year to try to win his home event. Wow. That was a, inspirational i didn't know a lot of that so that's really cool i think it was documented with joel damon last year with him in uh brookline mass or maybe two years ago uh when he had to qualify with the netflix uh special they they showed that so um yeah man that is really cool stuff and yeah don't give up on your dreams and now he's playing on the tour he is and um you know let's talk a little bit about this con uh cognizant classic here and i want to talk to uh the listeners rob about the course itself oh yeah i mentioned mentioned before what what did you shoot you you've played it six times what what have you shot on there well i gotta tell you rob um this is a pga tour course all right this isn't your little muni down the street you go out with your buddies on a sunday (laughs) This, this is some big time golf here 
And depending on what time of year you play the course, the rough could be higher, really challenging. The greens could be like putting sure. on ice. Again, and- it's it's hard. Stop skating the question. Just give me a number. It's not that hard. Just tell me the number and we'll move on to the course. Well, you know, <laughs> Rob, I want to give a number, but the give me way a number. It's traditionally worked for me out there is um, I almost always start off really well. And then eventually the wheels fall off, Rob. And so uh, I've had some really great starts. I've birdied the first one. I've parred the second. I've birdied the third. I mean, I've gotten through the first front nine in a, in a reasonable, respectable score. But by the time I get to that bear trap, Rob, and that's what this course is known for, the bear trap, it is no holds bars. It is uh, the teeth. The teeth of the course show themselves, and nobody, nobody gets out of there alive, including yours truly. <laughs> so, Rob, this course, I don't know if I've even broken 100. I always play from the tips, and so that's sometimes my own stubbornness getting the best of me. But I want to play it like a PGA Tour pro plays it. Sure. And so um, it does play for the pros as a par 70, and it gets really windy. The terrain down there, just in Florida, obviously there's no mountains, so yeah. wind kicks up, storms blow through. Yep. But something about this champion course, and that's the name of the course, it's yeah. one of five or six courses and, on property. And the bear trap, let me just – are you going to explain it right now? You're going to you're gonna walk through each hole? No, no, no. Go for it. Talk to the listeners about this bear trap here. It's pretty, pretty wild, and it kicks off with this truly, like, massive bear statue. They have this – like, you come up on the 15th hole and there's this bear that's like 10 feet tall it's already daunting it's already getting in playing head games with you yep so here here's some interesting stats on the bear trap uh it was named in in honor of jack nicholas um so it's the uh 15th 16th and 17th holes very similar to amen similar but back in amen corner for the masters Augusta National. Uh, on the 15th hole is a par three over water, 179 yards. Very windy. Uh, the 16th hole is a par four, 434 yards. You go, the water is all along the right side. So you got to hit this into the left fairway. So there's a fairway running up the left hand side. You got to put it into the fairway. And then your second shot is going to have to be over water uh, onto the green. Uh, So water involved in both those holes. And then the 17th hole is the par three, 190 yards. And that is directly over the water. Um, Kind of uh, similar to the uh, players championship on hole number 17, but without the allure of the players championship. So not, not so much an Island, but it's uh it's pretty daunting. Uh, some stats on the Honda Classic since 2007. Over par scores 2,571 on the Bear Trap. 3,535 on the other 15 holes. Uh, water wars, as they call it. 70 76% of players who have hit at least one ball in the water on the Bear Trap. Yeah, it's no joke. There's a lot of water on each of those holes. 
I can confirm that my ball has found the water on all three of the holes at some point during the course of my career there. Um, it's a challenge, Rob. It's a challenge. It's a bear. It's a brute. It's not where you want to be. Why they call it the bear trap. Well, I'll tell you what. That's why on Saturday, Sunday, come the weekend, it'll be nice to be sitting on the couch watching from home, watching the players go wild, the fans enjoying it. And Sunday, Rob, in particular, is really the special day for this tournament. Not only does it conclude the event and we have a champion, but it's Play Yellow Sunday. And this tournament is all about the children's hospitals of South Florida. The Nicholas Children's Healthcare Foundation, which was started by Jack and his wife, Barbara Nichols, they just adamantly are passionate about the children down there and making sure that they have the health systems uh, that are needed when unfortunate situations arise. And so that's been their life's work. And that's what this tournament supports. And I think that's why the PGA Tour really worked so hard to find a new sponsor and to keep this going because the beneficiary of the event really uh, impacts the community there. Uh, all of all these events do, but this one really hits home with the kids down there in South Florida. And so uh, yellow is for um, children's um, cancer and other types of issues. And so uh, come Sunday, you'll see a lot of the players wearing yellow. They'll have the yellow ribbons on their hats. And uh, it's really special. It's really nice. And Rob, this tournament has already caught a lot of headway and a lot of headlines more so than previous years. Not only does it get a new sponsor name, not only is the field stacked, but a Sir Mr. Woods has been in the headlines coming up to this year's event, but not Tiger Woods, his son, Charlie Woods, 14 year old freshman in high school, Charlie Woods Wild. had attempted to compete in one of those pre-qualifier events that we talked about earlier on the episode that Eric Cole navigated so well last year and found himself into the actual tournament. Charlie Woods attempted to participate in one of those, unfortunately, carding an 86, which frankly probably would have been a lot better than what you or I would have done. But uh, he played in Hope Sound, a course called Lost Lake Golf Club, uh, and as we mentioned before, if you're not in the top four or five in those events, you don't move on. So, Charlie, this was not his uh, PGA Tour debut. Uh, maybe someday he will uh, make his debut at the Cognizant Classic, but it's not this year, Rob. With a stacked field, and as we wind down this episode of the Brothers Brant podcast, I have to ask you, Rob, I need your pick. I need to get to my bookie. I need to put some shekels down as you like to say who should the listeners bet on let's see field out there i am gonna go now i just need confirmation is hideki matsuyama gonna be in it Rob, I did not see his name listed on the field. Uh, he's yeah. he's not listed. I mean, that um, win at, at, just Riv, had, at Riv was amazing. Exactly. A couple weeks back, had a really big That's win not. out there in Los Angeles. Uh, the tour then went down to Mexico for the Mexico Open. 
And now they're getting ready for the Florida swing before we get into the players championship and all the fun things that come with the spring. Give me Victor Hovland. Victor Hovland. Okay. All right. Rob is going to go with Victor Hovland. We are huge fans of Victor Hovland here on the podcast. So that for us and the PGA tour would be a uh, great champion of the inaugural cognizant classic. Rob, I'm going to go with a good friend of ours. He was on the podcast not too long ago. He's PGA tour putting coach extraordinaire. Mr. Steven Sweeney, he's got a decorated roster. His backyard is Palm Beach Gardens. And so, too, is at home for Aske Batia. All right. This guy, Rob, we talked about him when Sweeney was on. Exactly. And we talked about it when Sweeney was on. This guy is just a fun player to watch, a great dude. He's got his stroke. That's a good pick. Not just putting, but driving. He can shape the ball any way that You're he right. needs to. You and know, the wind, he said he's great in the wind, and it's going to be windy down there, so we'll see. That's Exactly. Me. So he's my pick, Rob. I and would he, uh, I would anticipate him hoisting the yeah. Cognizant Classic Championship Trophy on Sunday afternoon on NBC. You heard it here first on the Brothers Brand pod, Podcast. Batia wins it uh, in uh, in dramatic fashion. Palm Beach Gardens. Doesn't get better than that. I like it. All right. Hey, Rick, this has been a great podcast, but I got to go. You got to go. We got diapers to change. (laughs) We sure do, Rob. For all you listeners out there, I'm Rick Brandt. I'm Rob Brandt, and we're the Brothers Brandt. Thanks for listening.